Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court and child support issues along with CPS issues. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and today I've got a great guest. His name is Mike Akins. He's the author of the book, A Simple Guide to Child Support Redemption. He's a staunch advocate against Title IV-D corruption and seeks to help others that have been victimized by this horrible system. Mike created his own YouTube page, developed a mobile app called Child Support Made Simple. In parentheses, that's CSMSX. And also hosts the Relevance podcast. So without further ado, please welcome Mike to my show. Welcome to Slam the Gavel. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Mary. Yeah. How's your evening? It's going great. Just having a few technical difficulties with Zoom. But other than that, it's been great. Yeah, we fixed it. We fixed it. And yes, we're rolling. We <laughs> so how hard was it to write that book? Uh, my book was pretty easy to write because um, I was so passionate about what I was writing about. And I was so convicted and committed to it because it had just happened to me. And uh, it was really easy because writing it allowed me to put that stuff behind me and move on with my life. How long did it take? I mean, you know, like, did it take you a couple months or? Yeah, I think uh, it, all in all, of, of a couple of months of, of, of sheer dedication, um, you know, dibbling and dabbling into it, you know, some weekends, get on it and mess around for an hour or two. But when I really sat down and devoted my time to actually finishing it, it probably took about two months. That's, that's how long it took me to write my book. I was just so um, intense about it. I just want to get it over with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I know the feeling. Yeah, it could because it's it's stressful because when you go through these things and then you go to put it down into words, it's almost like you have to go through the devastation all over again. True, true. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it but it really, in a sense, um, yeah. As you're going through it over and over again and playing it back and forth in your mind. Um, for that last time, I feel because once you write it down, it's like you're giving it to others. And right. You're giving it to someone else. And you're taking the big burden off of your own back. And you're kind of allowing other people to share in uh, your trauma, so to speak. And it just helps out a lot when you do it that way. And this is a book people need to have to understand what goes on with child support absolutely i mean i wrote the book with 15 remedies for um you know lowering your penalties your fees and uh, your attorney's fees and stuff like that and that comes from 20 years of dealing with this system uh with multiple lawyers going to court multiple times uh, so I'm trying to point out a lot of these things so that the person that reads my book can uh, really eliminate these same types of issues. And there are, there's so many issues that everyone needs to be aware of, especially representing yourself because you've done that as well. 
Yes, um, I had no choice a few times. Uh, one time my lawyer walked out of the courtroom and left me there alone. Um, and then another time, uh, you know, when I was getting out of jail, um, you know, I didn't have a lawyer with me. So uh, I just had to basically do it on my own and uh, found out that uh, those both of those situations were better for me than actually retaining a lawyer because when you represent yourself, you're the one that knows exactly what's going on and what you've been through. Um, when you have to relay that over to a lawyer, uh, you're going to leave out something. You're going to leave out something important. As, as, as hard as you try, it's going to be impossible to tell them everything. And then to be honest with you, they don't even care about the fine details. All they care about is you paying them the money and them going back in court and putting on a show, acting like they're representing you. I don't care who it is. It could be your sister or brother. They're a lawyer. Their oath is to the Bar Association. It's not to you, okay? It's not to uh, the opposing people. It's to the bar, which inevitably is uh, an oath to the court system and the judge and everything else. So I, I, I do not believe that uh, you can find a lawyer out there that will be honest with you and that will really try to help you and be honest with you. I just don't see any of them out there. Now, I'm in Texas. Now, in Texas, I'm going to say that there are no one out there that is going to be honest and going to help you. Uh, now, it, there could be others in other states that don't have the same power as Texas does because Texas is number one. And let me repeat this, number one in child support collections, something like several billion dollars. The next, the next place that's number two is California. And we doubled, Texas doubled California. So that, that'll show you how big it is in Texas. None of these other states can compare to Texas. So when you add that all up, the corruption is going to be more in Texas because they're making more money off of it. And they make money off of parents in so many ways, and especially uh, debtor's prison, which should not even be happening at all. And That's it's still true. continuing. And right. I don't know how you get these judges to stop this. These judges are not ever going to stop it because they're making so much money. I mean, they're just basically padding their pockets and getting ready for retirement. So they're figuring, okay, if I make X amount of dollars off this guy, the next guy, the next guy, it's just more money for them, their retirement. And see, and that's, that's when the biggest hypocrisy starts. And that's when the biggest conflict of interest starts because Really, if you're a judge, uh, a judge is supposed to recuse himself from that process. He can do your divorce case and he can do, I think, um, I don't know, maybe something, maybe the case right before you start going into custody and child support and all of that. He can do that. That leads into that. But then he's supposed to give it to an associate judge after that. And then what happened to me was the associate judge took it and then gave it to another judge, which happens to be not a real judge. It was a judge magistrate. And what these guys are, 
they're not even from the judicial branch. They're from the executive branch. So basically they're glorified collection agencies. Okay. You yes. come in with a black robe. They don't even read you your rights. All they want is money. They're not even going to listen to anything you have to say. You get no due process. All they want is money. They're collection agents. Well, e even in the higher court, if you go to argue there, they don't care either. They want to know why you can't pay. And people have said to me, well, you know, if you don't have it, they can't get blood out of a turnip. Yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. I mean, and they find a way to do it, which well, is... Yeah, because they get paid no matter what, regardless. If you lose your license, they get paid. If you go to jail, they get paid. They get paid for sending you to jail, okay? A lot of guys are, are you know, they're, they're wondering, well, she's not going to get any child support if I go to jail. Well, yeah, you're right. But guess what? That's not a judge that's sending you to jail. That's a judge magistrate in Texas. Now, I don't know about other states, but this is the way they do it in Texas. So that judge magistrate, he's not going to give you any due process. He's not going to read you your rights or anything because he's not a real judge. He's not there to give you justice. He's there to collect money. And that's all he's there for. And uh, he'll do whatever it takes to collect the money. And uh, he'll immediately start talking about the money. That's what he immediately, just like this other dirty George judge in Louisville that you just showed me on that video. They're just dirty. They're just, you know, they're not, they're not real judges. They're collection agents from the executive branch of government. And they're called judge magistrates. See, the judge can appoint these guys to an associate judge, and then the associate judge can appoint these guys to come in and hear these cases. But you're not getting a trial by jury, and you're not getting due process. You're just in there to answer their questions. You can't bring anything up. So what you have to do is, when we start talking about representing ourselves, you're not going to be allowed to do it when they bring you to court. You have to set up your own session okay, mm -hmm. and file the right affidavits and the right paperwork to basically take them to court, see? So that's how it works. You're not going to be able to say anything when they bring you to court because that's their floor the entire time. And a lot of people don't understand that part. It took me whew, maybe 10 times before I realized what type of system I was under. Well, I was pretty naive going into it myself because I really thought they would at least read the history of the case only because I was a nurse. And when we got a patient in, we would run through the history, the, you know, the physical history of the patient. Isn't that what a judge should be doing? Going through the history. Oh, you know, Joe Schmo lost his job for four months and then he found another job but didn't pay as much okay so we'll just go from there you know there, there's none of that these judges don't sympathize they don't they have no empathy probably because they're sociopaths but <laughs> i don't know what to say they just want that money absolutely and you'll notice a lot of times your lawyer won't even say anything 
while they're sitting there throwing you under the bus, your lawyer will tell you to be quiet, be quiet. Don't say anything. You're going to upset the judge. See, that's all a game, okay? They've already talked to the judge. They've already talked to the other lawyer. Okay, they've done this either on the phone or sometimes they'll set up an appointment before you even get down to the courthouse. They've already gone in the chamber and talked to the judge. They know what's going to happen. You, you're the only one that don't know what's going to happen when you walk into that courtroom. Exactly. Or they're, they're meeting at their watering hole and having a great time and laughing about your case and making fun of you. And it's, it's, Ironic, we're talking about this, but I had gone to a hairdresser and he had belonged to one of the clubs that the attorneys go to. And he told me, he said, he sat you know, where he was sitting and he could watch these lawyers and judges talk and he could clearly hear them talk about cases and they're laughing and deciding already. He says, he even said, how, do, how does anyone have a fair shot going in there? I said, they don't. <laughs> there they is no they know it's a scam and uh they're just happy to be on the other side of the scam because they're they're making millions right if the, if the states and the federal system is making billions they're making millions right so as long as they're making millions they don't care if if, if they hurt you or me or some Joe blow down the street. I mean, we're just peons. Right. In or the grand scheme of things, they don't care if we get justice. No. They're not even there to give us justice. No, this system, if you look at the child support manual, if you download it from the, uh, the Office of Child Support in Washington, D.C., it says it's clear as day. Child support is not meant for the for the uh, parents or for the children, for that matter. Now, they put this tagline out there that says, uh, we're doing this in the best interest of the children. But see, that's just a tagline. That's just like if you went and made your own website, they're going to ask you what your tagline is. And you might say, you know, uh, drop the gavel, you know, the greatest website in the world. That may be your tagline, but th that doesn't mean it's true. That's just your tagline. That's just to get people, you know, to come. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was very surprised when I saw that. But then I realized that this is a system that there, are, there aren't any rules or statutes written for the non-custodial parent. So basically, you're just in that courtroom letting them do whatever they want to do to you. And if they have any kind of compassion, depends on how they're feeling that day, you might not go to jail. But trust me, when you come back in there again, yeah. they want you to go to jail because they're making money off of the jail system. America has, the United States has more people incarcerated than any country in the world. Yes. Okay. The, yep. They make more money off of incarceration, you know, but, but child support makes more money than the prison system. So that'll tell you how much money the child support system makes. And that's not even in the best interests of the children. Oh, of course not. They don't care about our kids. I mean, they make you think that, but they, these people have miserable lives. Okay. They, something happened in their life early on to where they just felt like they wanted to go on this other side, on the dark side and make others suffer 
for what they probably suffered. They probably suffered something, saw something tragic, lost somebody, something when they were young and, you know, saw something that just, you know, changed their life forever. So the, these are the people, they have dark souls. These, these are the people that work on that side of the coin. You'll never find a good person there, period. Lawyers included. You're not going to find a, a person that's a, that has integrity and a good heart. These people w- wouldn't care if you dropped dead and died right there in that courtroom. You had a heart attack because you couldn't take it. They, they just get right up, pick you up, you know, tell the people, the paramedics to come get you, and they would go to their next case. I was you just going to say that exactly. In fact, I read or I saw it on Facebook last year that a woman in England dropped dead of a heart attack when they took her kids away right there in the courtroom. And wow. I was like, I, how horrible. How, you know, yeah. Is any of this worth it? I mean, come on. Yeah, I was watching a video on YouTube, and the lady... I guess she had shot her husband or something and they gave her life or something in in prison and she just, boom. I mean, she, wow. She fell out. I mean, you could hear the table say, it it was a thump. Her head hit the table and she fell down on the ground and her lawyers were trying not to laugh. You should have seen it. I wish I could find that video for you. Let me see if I can here. Oh, okay, it says disable the participant screen sharing again. Maybe you have to do it every time. I don't know. Um, let me see. Maybe you maybe you did the vi- recording, but you didn't do the screen sharing. Oh, I didn't do the screen sharing. Oh man. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll do yeah. that again because we sure. have you on again. <laughs> yeah, or when I have you on, I'll I'll share my screen and pull that video up. I think I saved it in my files for. Oh for yes, YouTube. that's what I do. YouTube has some great videos out there um, telling about all of this uh, corruption and fraud going on. But you know, I mean, we're we're just stabbing in the dark. And we're just, you know, it, it's good. We're talking about it and the dialogue is there. But there's people that's been talking about this stuff for, for 10, 15 years and nothing has changed. As a matter of fact, Texas just raised the amount that they're going to garnish out of people's checks and the amount that they're going to charge the uh, non-custodial uh, parent for child support. They just raised that that fee up. That's terrible. And there has been studies out there that shows that um, there was a video out there that shows that it only takes something like, I think they, you know, it, it varies in states, but I don't know, 400 and something dollars to raise a kid per month. But, you know, they're out there charging, you know, people thousand of dollars, you know, 1500, 2000, 3000, stuff like that. It's just, it's ridiculous. It doesn't take that much to raise a kid. No, no, it doesn't. And Because nine times out of 10, both parents are still helping anyway. And both parents are working anyway. At least that was in our case. And I think we have to also give people a little history of family court, which started in 1962 by Congress. 
and it wasn't our idea. No one voted for this. The, the people did not vote for this. It was just, here it is. <laughs> right. So yeah. we're trapped in it unless it gets repealed. The, all the titles, Title IV, B, D, E, uh, if they would get repealed. Uh, but I was talking with Keith Marsalik. He's on Facebook. He's a, he's a wealth of knowledge. He um, does the Title IV-D pages, but they, he said they need to be repealed and would cost billions of dollars even to somehow get Congress to do that. I think that's something to the effect, he said. But I don't yeah, think Congress I mean, will do it. If enough people signed enough petitions and if enough people held their local representatives and Congress people accountable for this. See, see the local people, they know this is going on, okay? And as long as it's going on, see, they let the lawyers, which are the legislators, the legislators, all the legislators are former lawyers, mm -hmm. okay? And they write this system because they know they're going to make money from it. Okay, because as long as they're writing these types of laws, even if they're not in a lawyer position or going to court or doing that particular aspect of it, the lawyers are paying them to keep these this kind of law going. Okay, yes. So it, it's going to take something uh, grassroots, you know, uh, on a local level, and for us to start. Uh, putting credible people in office, you know, not just these people that are bought and paid for. I mean, we have to put credible people in office that are going to get up there and do the right thing and help the people. But I mean, you know, politics, that's a, that's another podcast all in itself yeah, right there. Exactly. Yeah. It's very discouraging. Um, I, I get parents that sometimes call me and I try to give them whatever advice I can give them. I'm, I'm not an attorney, but um, I did win in a case in superior court on my child support and to prove that this can't go on without my income not being the same. And the judge for the last three previous years still had me at an earning capacity of a full-time registered nurse when I was only ever per diem my whole life. <laughs> I don't know where she was getting this magical figure. She she's felt she she's had corrupt. Out. She just has a dark soul. Oh, you're she not knows kidding. She's making money and she could go back to her uh, judge brethren, you know, her fellow judge people and they can talk about it and laugh and, you know, uh, you know, drink $100 shots, you know, cause they're millionaires. And uh, they're making so much money off the backs of innocent tax-paying citizens. But it, the only thing that's going to change it is a revolution. N none of this stuff is, is going to change. It's going to take something like a revolution. We're going to have to start calling out the names of these people that are doing this and putting them out there on, on blast basically because otherwise you know they're just they're just they're just riding under the radar you don't even know i can't even give you a person's name that did all this stuff to me do you know on my paperwork the judge signed his name he didn't even print his name down there where on on all i went back and looked at all my paperwork they don't even print their name to where you can know who they are exactly. they sign it just like a signature 
Like we sign our signatures so that people can't copy it. They sign their signature so that you won't know who they are. If you go back and try to sue them, you're like, who, who, who is this person? I'm just reading a signature here. They don't even have to print their name under their signature. You go back and look at some of your paperwork. Now, if you're experienced and you've been to court several times like me, then when you go in there, then you are like looking at his name, trying to find his name and, and you know, but most people are oblivious to this. They don't go in the court looking for that. So therefore, if they ever wanted to like sue, you can sue. Okay. But you're not going to really get anywhere. Right. The courts that you sue in, the appellate courts and the higher courts, uh, nine times out of 10, they're in it with these guys and they know that's what you're going to do. Right. So, you know, the best thing a person can do is do what you and I did write a book, try to be an advocate, try to help others, try to help people save money, uh, try to tell people don't even get involved in it. Don't even, exactly. Yeah. Don't even, don't even get the court involved. Try to handle it yourself. That's what you said in my podcast. And, and that's, and that's what I try to tell people. You know, I was talking to a gentleman last week who's paying $400 a month for one kid. And I said, bro, you stay, stick with that. That's nothing. I said, if you start like trying to go to court, trying to get it modified, you're going to spend more money to get nothing than you would have been. You would have been in better shape just going ahead and paying that hundred dollars a week for your kid. That's your kid, man. That's nothing. You can afford that. If you can afford it and it's a hundred dollars a week and you can afford it, just pay it and 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 try to try to fly under the radar right because as soon as these people get your name on a lot of paperwork coming through i mean it's notorious i mean even like in texas our capital is austin so that's where all of the federal stuff is right in austin texas right Trust me, when they get your name down in Austin and they know that you've done all this kind of stuff in court and you've tried to do this and try to do that, they're not going to have any respect or any pity on you. They're going to throw the book at you even harder, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I tell people. It's like, don't get in this. Don't get in this system. Don't get, do whatever you can with your spouse. Plead to them, get on your knees and beg. Put your pride aside and just tell them, hey, look, look at some YouTube videos of people that have been through this. Even though you think you're winning now, like, you know, the somebody might be on the good side of it and they're winning and they're treating you like a dog and you're getting dogged out and everything is going in their favor. But now, and the courts know that if you're a person that is okay with treating that other person bad for so many years and letting the system dominate that person, the tide can change against you because they know you're just as cruel as they are because you're letting this go. You're letting this happen. Right. Yeah. And I think, I I think I said to you before, like let sleeping dogs lie. Um, Absolutely. Because after a feather flock together. Yes. Oh, yes. And because after I had won in Superior Court and my I I had to hire an attorney from out of town because I just I couldn't do it after I had had a heart attack. But anyway, 
when she got in there, she really cleaned house. She made them toe the line. And when she told the judge, your honor, you have to abide by what superior court ruled. It's like, oh, wow, that was something to hear. And, and the judge didn't even look up. She just continued to look down at her paperwork. And I just thought, wow, we got you really good. <laughs> I'm hoping that you tell your, the guy that's making the movie for you, I hope I can have a, a small part in that movie. <laughs> because <laughs> even if I'm just the author that wrote a book about it or the guy that did podcasts with you to talk about it, give me a little shot. I because, will. Because I'm a person that can really show you know, uh, what's really going on and what, and what has really happened to me as, I mean, I am one of the main victims of this thing, you know, and it's, you know, you'll find people that um, went through this system unscathed, barely, you right. know, like, you know, oh, I just paid my child support. Like this one guy, Philip Scott, that interviewed me from the African Diaspora Channel. He He went on and on for about 15 minutes talking about how, he paid more child support than he had to pay just so he'd have money like on a surplus. And uh, every time he got a, 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 a raise at work, he'd call the child support people and tell, hey, I got a raise, uh, you know, offering them information. I said, bro, that's not realistic. No. That's not realistic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, that may be the 1%, if that. Oh, it, it's just amazing how people behave and react when they find out they're getting the child support. They turn into, you know, thrilled. And it's almost kind of, well, like, like you said, they, they have no soul. Right. And I mean, I was naive. And I got this paperwork in the mail. I don't know if I told you this, but I got paper, paperwork in the mail. It said something about paying child support. I'm going, what is that though? But I don't know what that is. <laughs> and I called down to the domestic relations because it was almost time for them to close. And I said, what does this paperwork mean? And they said, oh, you have to pay child support. I said, oh, okay. I, I wasn't sure. All right. And then the lady volunteered info and she says, I'll tell you what, as soon as the judge issued that order, the same day your ex ran down here to collect child support on you and they were both laughing. Wow. And I was laughing with him because I, I could definitely picture that happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, you know it, and it's not funny at all. Nothing no, it's not. Funny about it, but you got guys out there that will, that are like me that will say, uh, it's good that that happened to you, Mary, because 90% of it is done to the man. You're just a small portion of a one of the women that have had to suffer from this because the laws are written for women mostly who obtain custody of the kids. Now, you know, I know you had to struggle and I know you, I mean, you had a heart attack for Christ's sake going through this stuff, you know, but you're, you're, you're the minority. You, you basically, yeah, there are not very many women out there that have gone through what you've gone through. So, um, you know, I applaud you for writing the book and I understand why you wrote it. 
And uh, but most guys, they're they're out there hating women because mm-hmm. women are doing such devilish things in the system to men. See, women can call this off. A woman can call this off. She can call down there and tell those people, "Hey, look, I'm going to handle this. We're going to handle this on our own." Okay, I want you to stop the child support. Okay, that's what they'll tell you when you go to court. Okay, mm-hmm. but here's what happens. Sometimes women will call down there and say, hey, I want to stop it. And you know what they'll tell them? You can't stop this. Mm-hmm. Just to see what they're going to say, just to challenge them, just like we're being challenged on everything. They'll challenge them and tell them, no, it's too late. It's too late or you can't stop it or we gave you benefits or we gave you a loan or we... You got services from the government, whatever you did to get it started, depending on how long you've done it, sometimes they won't allow you to stop it. You can stop it though. Right. You don't have to take the money. You don't have to, you know, you can go down there and rip up that paperwork. You can, you can turn that money down. You can, there are things you can do, you know, to stop it if you really wanted to, but just calling down there and trying to do it like that. No, that's not going to stop. Because honestly, I would never have done what he did to me. And, you know, when I was dating after I got divorced and things like that, guys would tell me, oh, boy, you know, you're really nice to him. I wish you were my (laughs) ex-wife. And I thought, yeah, because I I would never demand uh, an, an amount that someone could not afford to pay and live at the same time. It gets really bad when when you're going through it with a man or a woman and you feel like the law is not on your side. I mean, you know what I'm saying? When you right. finally realize that there is no justice in this system, exactly. there's no justice in Title 4D. It's just a collection system designed to get money, Okay. It's a design to drive people into arrears. And every time they go to court trying to help themselves in the situation, basically they're not going to listen. All they're going to do is keep pouring it on, pouring it on, Mm -hmm. making your situation worse. And it's just hard to get people to understand how sinister, diabolical, and downright evil this system is as well as the people who work it. And I, and I want to include the people at the child support enforcement agencies. These people that have these, that wouldn't got a job down here, you know, so what you get paid X amount of dollars, you're hurting people and you know it. And it's people out there homeless and committing suicide because of what you're doing. You don't have to go work for agencies like this. That's just like saying, Oh, I want to go be a, a stripper a male dancer or, or or a stripper, you know, just because I make money. That don't make it right no. for you to go do it. You know it's wrong. So, you know, just because you're making money doing this and working for these agencies, those people are, the, are part of the problem too. You know, they sit there and they go and they work for these companies and they send you all that paperwork. And then when you call up to the, uh, uh, 800 number 
you know, you're mostly calling like a state agency, like a state agency, like an 800 number, like a call center. Mm -hmm. They're not going to help you. They're not going to, the only thing they're designed, you know what they say? Child support is voluntary. Okay. (laughs) So basically what they saying is you volunteered to sign up for their services. That's how they write it in the manual. You volunteered to sign up for their services to have child support uh, taken out your check to be given to your kids. You signed up for a service. That's what they'll tell you. See, this is good to know. People don't know this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they act like, so what happens is they're speaking on a script. They're looking at a script right here. They see these people on just like most government agencies and even people in the health field right now that's dealing with the coronavirus thing. You can talk to somebody in the health field and they can't tell you any more. They work in the health field and they can't tell you any more than a, than a person walking on the street. It, it's because it's just like, <laughs> it's because, you know, they're just in a matrix. They're caught up in the matrix. They're just going to work every day, not caring about what they're really doing. They're just going through the motions. So, you know, when you call down to this child support agency, you're going to get somebody on the 800 number. They're reading from a script. Their main thing they want to do is get your address, verify your social security number, get your cell phone if they can, get an email address so that they can chase you around the world. Oh, they will too. It was really strange because, you know, I check my cell phone in the mornings. I I always would. And of course, there would be a text from domestic relations that you have a conference on such and, you know, like two days away. And I'm thinking, ew, you know what I mean? That's bad. It's like, and then right just, away that more you get you just get sick to your stomach. Yeah, you do. You do. And you I don't know how. You, if you were like this, I don't know. But I was to the point where I couldn't stand going to the mailbox. I had to call a friend on the phone, and go out to the to the the post office box with my friend to get the mail. I just couldn't take getting the mail. Yes. Look, I mean. Like I said, the only thing that saved me was writing a book because, you know, it's behind me now. Now I'm just trying to help other people. What's been done to me has been done. Can't be changed. It made me a stronger person, uh, you know. um, But, you know, it was my calling, you know. But as far as uh, just being able to get vindicated or any type of revenge or any type of... um, reparations for what has happened it's not going to happen i mean these people will follow you to your grave okay Mm -hmm. and then what makes it so bad they can say that you're in arrears and they can just put an amount out there a false amount right they They do keep charging you and charging you it never goes down the balance never goes down no and they also deliberately inflate child support orders Yes. And people and people you can go to, you can call uh you could go up to like the three credit bureaus, uh TR uh Experian, Equifax and TransUnion, the major ones. 
and you can tell them your story. They don't care. They're going to believe what the state says over you, you know, and, and these people don't use like the calculations, like what a bank would use to figure compound interest and APR and stuff like that on top of the penalties and stuff like that. They're just going to keep taking money from you until you die. Once you get in this system, that's why I tell people, once you get in this system, they're going to keep taking money from you until you die. That's just, that's just the way it is. When they took the people's stimulus checks, they show you right there. You're a second-class citizen in their eyes. They, they do not care about you. They don't care about your kids either. All they want is the money. Well, they even took my husband's state income tax. They intercepted his state income tax two years in a row. It was like, wait a minute. These aren't even his kids. <laughs> so your new husband? Right. They took his state income tax because yeah, yeah. he's married to you? I, wow. I called down there because I said, is there a mistake? Because these aren't his wow. kids. Oh, no, this is what the state, that's what they do. They explain logically as to why they do what they do. See what I'm saying? You owe child support. You you have child support, you owe. So they're going to just take that. It's just like slavery, basically. It is. It is. That's all it is. It's another form of indentured servitude, and it's slavery. And these people are crooks. They are like the mafia. They are right. like the mob. And the person down there that told you that, they're in there with them. They're the same. These people, I'm tired of these people getting away with it. These people that work for these agencies are rotten to the core. Okay. They are. You yeah. don't have to go work there. You could go work somewhere else. But they you want to work for an agency that's cheating people. They all look miserable. You go down there and you don't see anyone. Dark souls. These are rotten people. They 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 have bad lives. You know, they they are just bad people. Yeah, I mean the one guy I had who as a conference officer, he goes you know, this is all BS. He looked miserable. He did not, you know, even want it. Was he trying it. to show some empathy for you? Yes. Oh, he's just tired of treating people bad, basically. Yeah. Is that what it was? Maybe. Or was he just I, I really think he was kind of indifferent. I really felt he, he was sincere because he sat down and he says, I'm telling you right now, this is, this is all BS. I mean, cause, and he said it kind of quiet so no one else would hear. Right. And um, he said, he, he said, you know, at some point they're going to try to put you in prison to warn mm -hmm. me. I don't See? know, but, and I'm like, he said, he said or him, he, uh, myself, Oh, that they, at some point they would try to put me in prison. That's what it's designed to do. And man, they don't care if YouTube has a million views with you being shackled and your hands behind your back going to prison because they'll just sit back and laugh and count the money. They don't care if you're a good person. You treated your kids good when they were with you. you you're still paying for your kids. They don't even care. I had one tell me uh, when I tried to show her receipts, I'm not even taking those receipts because uh, you should have given them to me the, the first time. When I showed her receipts that I was paying you know, when the, when, when, the, when the child support wasn't being taken from my check, I was still paying for things. And I showed her receipts and she wouldn't even accept them. You see what I'm saying? There is no justice in this system. The only way to, to deal with it is to not get in it. People. Right. 
and to just totally stay out of the family court system. Stay out of it. Exactly. What, when, once you go in through those corrupt family courtroom doors and they close behind you. That's it. You're done. Right. And You're who, toast. You are. And whoever slings that silver bullet first of whatever accusation they could possibly dream up that some, someone whispered in their ear to say, you're doomed. Well, you're doomed anyway. Even if you're the first one to bring up something like that against them, they're not going to listen to what you say about that other person because that other person is their money. They're going to run the money back through the custodial parent and they're going to try to make one person unfit because if I make this person over here unfit and this person fit, no, no matter how I do it, we're going to run the money through the fit person and we're going to destroy the unfit, the, uh, the person over here that doesn't get the kids. We're going to destroy them, st- destroy their lives financially, uh, destroy, alienate them from their kids, mm-hmm. uh, screw them up on their jobs forever. Yes. Uh, you know, they got this list that's out there. Um, that um, basically you're on a federal list that you owe back child support. And, um, you know, an employer, when they see you on that list, they're going to instantly start garnishing your check. They're not even going to look at any paperwork you give them. You can give them paperwork to saying, I don't owe any child support. I'm through with the system. They're still going to do it if they get that income withholding order from the state. Because the state knows they gave you that paperwork to cover their behinds, right? Mm-hmm. But they know that your employer is going to keep garnishing your check. Because what I found out is the employer gets some of that money too. Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it, isn't oh. it just diabolical? It is. You know, all these outside sources jump on your back and just kick you and just keep kicking you down. And it's like, once you try to explain to it, they don't care. They 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 consider you as a person that got involved in this. And for whatever reason you got involved, they don't care. All they know is they're going to keep charging you and they're going to keep making money off of you. And it's your fault and it's your problem. And right. if you can't get around it, so be it. And they're going to extort money from your relatives because once you're sitting in prison, if you can't make it through prison, you've got to call somebody to help get you out. So these judges count on your relatives coughing up the money to help get you oh, out. Yeah, They're making notes as you come to court. They're asking you questions like, "Do you? Well, can you borrow the money from a relative or a friend? Who can you borrow it from? And trust me, if you tell them, they'll write that person's name down and they'll go after that person when you get in it's jail. A- extortion at its finest. And, and I think I, I had told you when I was sent to prison that my, uh, my middle child had an altercation with his father. He was very upset that I was in there because he was worried about me. And these judges don't care how this affects the kids. No. If nope. they did, at that particular point, they would let you go back to be the mother of your child. But instead, they're just, they want to keep getting money off of you and off of the system. So they don't care about what your kid says to them. They don't care about if your kid is, is hurt and messing up in school because he can't think straight. His mother's in jail or his dad's in jail. They don't care. No. And I, 
I just don't understand why this, uh, they ha don't have any compassion and because they know how many kids that you have. Why right. don't they say, okay, this person has two or four kids or five kids. This isn't going to be profitable. Well, but, but it is profitable putting them in prison. But let's just say you had an honest judge. <laughs> let's say you, you had an honest judge that said, <laughs> that said you know, okay, Honey, this is a good Are you kidding me? Uh, no, I'm just trying to do same, a scenario. Are we talking about the same system? <laughs> are, we are we talking about family court or are we talking about like real estate or corporate law or something? Okay. I don't even really know where you can find an honest judge at. But I mean, let's say, let, let's say it was either you or me being a judge. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Well, like normal people that that okay. are empathetic and right. fair okay? okay and when you say okay so you know this guy has four kids and now she's coming back again for more child support as i look back in the records and in the docket this is actually not her second time this is her fourth time coming back gee there's a pattern here why aren't these judges looking at these patterns as to these these parents coming back like you know even with some men coming after women for child support okay it's the second time he's coming back oh he found out about this raise she got so now he wants more even though he because makes they more know they get more because they know they get more as long as they keep it going let me tell you if they were to stop it if that man that evil man that's doing this or that evil woman that's doing this were to stop it right in his tracks they would stop making money off the system so therefore they don't want it to stop they're going to keep exploiting keep manipulating to the point where they're still making money off of this thing i mean just think if if they bill me a thousand dollars a month for 20 years that's two hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. do the math okay now, just think, if they do that to a million people, think how much money that is. That's, that's, that's what they're doing. It's, the money is so astronomical. They're making so much. These judges are retiring with like millions of dollars. And they can just go and sit back and, and think about all of the, the things that they did to honest people. But... They're going to go to Disneyland. They're going to go to places where they can forget the stuff. They, they don't look at themselves in the mirror. These are, these are some dark souls. These are really bad people. They're evil. And uh, I don't know. Maybe they're cannibals or something. Maybe they eat people or yeah. I don't know. But you have to yeah. be a, a really, you have to have a dark soul to continue to do this to people. And the thing is, I noticed these judges are very old, so they must work until they die, probably because their wives are buying $4,000 purses at a crack. I don't oh, know. Absolutely. But uh, I'm thinking, gee, if I was a, any, let's say if I was a judge, I'd only want to work until I could retire comfortably and then walk you away. Wouldn't be a you wouldn't make a good judge. <laughs> I would suck. These, <laughs> I would suck. First of all, you don't fit the personality or the requirements. You have to be evil, okay? You have to have shown some type of evil, diabolical, or sinister characteristics to even get involved in this system. Do you know these people sign an oath 
I wouldn't doubt if it's signed in blood. I don't know. It could be signed in blood. But I these it, people, yeah, these are not normal people. No, okay? they're not. You have to understand that. They're sociopaths. Yes. They're narcissistic sociopaths. These are some very, they have some very dark souls. And, you know, they know they're going to hell. So they're just, before they go, they're just going to do everything they possibly can. And these people worship Satan. I mean, they do. Not, I, they're probably, I could not probably find a lawyer that's a Christian and, and tries to go to church and do things right and, be, and treat people right. You're not going to find one. These people have dark souls. They, they sign an oath. Some of them sign it in blood, you know. Um, it's they do blood. whatever they have to do. I mean, if you can decide whether somebody lives or dies, do you understand how much power that is to an atheist or to somebody that worships Satan? I mean, right. they love to see people die. Well, it makes I, them, yeah, it makes them happy. They get off on it. I think it's prison guards as well that get off on it really I that I really do. I've I've seen that with my own eyes when I when I was in prison and I went up to the the nurse around I think it was like 9:30 at night and I thought I was going to be getting my medications and of course there's a human rights violation they don't give you any medications that that are the right dosages or the right medication at all anyway but I was going up there saying hey I I'm having chest pain I've got shoulder pain it's in my back and it's radiating to my jaw. I think I need to go to the emergency room. And the guard with her little blonde ponytail was just leaning over the counter and she goes, we don't do that here. And I thought, oh, okay. And I just turned around and walked back and I said, dear God, don't let me die in here. They don't care. No, no. They and it's like, and I, I, I laid down and I, I laid on my horse blanket because that's what it was. It was a glorified horse blanket. I'm thinking uh, the horses, thank God, have nicer blankets than these ones. But I thought, you know, as far as prison riots go, you know, hey, so be it. You know, I think some of these guards deserve it the way they treat these prisoners. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to karma. What they say, karma is a bitch. They can't get it. It's, I don't know how they're going to get theirs, but trust me, each and every one of them that work on that other side, when you're steady, when, when the basis of your day means that you're going to hurt somebody, you're going to really do something cruel to somebody, there's nothing good going to happen to you in the long run. You're going to yeah. get yours, you know? So, hey, look, you know, the fact that you're still living, you're still breathing, you were able to write a book about it. That's a testament to your calling, what you were put on this earth to do. This was what God meant for you to do, you know, to go out here and try to warn others and tell people about this system. Because, uh, like I said, there, whenever the law is, is, there's nothing you can do as far as the law. Um, what else can you do, you know? You can take it to the Supreme Court. They're going to laugh at you. And you can't even find a lawyer to get your paperwork together to take to the Supreme Court after you've been done bad. And they know you've been done bad because that's their system. 
See, that's when you find out that the lawyers are not in it for you. Just like the lawyers that you go get and they go down to the court and, you know, they they take you in there and they try to act like they're on your side. They're not on your side. They're just doing, going through the motions. They already know you're getting screwed. I had a lawyer tell me one time uh, because I went to try to just settle the uh the uh yeah arrears just write them a check and just pay the whole thing off or whatever you know what he wanted to do double the amount that i that that they were saying I, oh he wanted to double that yeah well we'll double this amount and then you won't get your they won't garnish your check anymore and then you pay that money to me and I promise you, they'll never garnish your check. But if you get behind on paying me, I'll let them start garnishing your check again. I said, that don't even make any sense. So if you go in there and you owe $5,000, say back child support or whatever, he wants $10,000 to get them to stop taking money from your check. Even if you don't have a child support order, a valid court order, like, in Texas, here's how they get around the valid court order. On your paperwork, on the income withholding order, it's called an IWO. Mm -hmm. On your paperwork, it says with a little, uh, just in a little writing to the side where the judge is supposed to sign, because the judge is supposed to validate that as a court order to make it official, right? I mean, just like going in anywhere, when you put your signature on it, that makes it legit, right? In Texas, it says, no signature is necessary. Push this paperwork through. <gasps> Does not require a judge's stamp. Corruption. I am sick of the corruption. I just want family this, court. Do they done. do that in Pennsylvania? Have you yeah. looked at an IWO before? I, no, I mean, I didn't. I'm just trying to think. I, I looked at all the paperwork. Everyone had their signatures signed. I, I know I always had to sign for something or okay. whatever. Okay. See, they, that part might not even be happening nowhere but Texas. Like I said, te why do you think Texas is number one? I mean, yeah. Pennsylvania ain't even in the top 10 or top 15. I don't think. Texas is numero uno. That well, they're making I more money. They, they probably make 20 times more than your state. And these judges here, to be a judge in Texas or to be on that side of the child support enforcement, you're making money. You're rich because you're stealing money from people. It's like right. slavery. You know, just like the prison system is, is designed on the slavery because they're making those people work and they're paying them a dollar a day or something. I don't know. They, they might let them make a dollar a day while you're in there, but then you're doing a job that's hard labor. And like, you know, that for a long time, they had people uh, doing license plates and stuff. You know, they have a license plate machine in the prison and they mm. go down there and work eight hours a day and they make a dollar or $2 or something toward their getting out whenever they get out. It's just slavery. It, this is the same thing. Child support is indentured servitude. It's, it is. it's Title Four D. They 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 labeled it. They added it to the Social Security Act. Okay. Mm -hmm. When they when they added it to the Social Security Act, that meant 
now your 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 social security number is tied to it. So they're making it seem like, yeah, we're going to get money from you and you're not even going to get a retirement until we get our money. That's, See how it's like the mafia? Yeah. 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 Extort money out of your relatives. Just yeah. get it. And I, I can't, I don't know. You're not the same person when you walk out of there. Even like like a a, con, a child support conference or a de novo hearing, whatever you're not, you walk out of there and you're like, uh, you end up with PTSD. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't care. They're trying to do that. They're trying to force you to go crazy, because um, the more the more you go crazy and just get out of the system and start going the other direction, the more money they make. Like. We talked about how uh, the psychiatrists and the psychologists or whatever it is that they bring in and get involved. These are always the worst ones, aren't they? Yeah. They're, yeah. Not, they're, they're not talented at all. They're not really smart. The smart ones that no. finish school with high grades and got professional offices set up and are really trying to help people through their healthcare plans and stuff. These are not these type of people. These right. people signed up for the family court system to be a psychologist, a psychiatrist through there, they tell you right there how dirty they are. Yeah. And that they're not good people. And they're not smart either because they know this system is so tarnished and tainted that if they come in, regardless of how much they know or how little they know, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, funny you should say that because I know my kids had wanted to see me it was really like after Easter, of course, because they would not let me give them their Easter baskets at Easter, God forbid, due to a no contact order. But uh, the psychologist said that, you know, they, I could meet the kids at her office. Okay. And I brought the dog. I made sure the dog did his business out there and not in her office. <laughs> and uh, before that, my friend and I had gone shopping and there was a necklace that she found and it says, love you more. And she goes, oh my God, look at this necklace. You always say this to your kids. You know, like, I love you more. Right. Like, you know, when a kid says, oh, I love you. And you say, oh, I love you more. You know what I mean? Right. I even heard another mother say that to their kid as they were coming out of Giant Eagle. It was like, yeah. wow, she said that too. And I wore that necklace and I... And my parents were there as well because they hadn't seen the kids in, I don't know how many, maybe two months or whatever. And so, you know, they played with the dog and, you know, got their little presents. And I, I told the kids, you know, hey, you know, I'm on YouTube. I put a song up on YouTube. If you want to see it, you can see me. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. You get her in the courtroom. And the first thing she said was, that necklace demonized the father. It said, love you more. That was demonizing the father. <laughs> and, I'm, and I actually heard my mother gasp, I, which I never heard my mother make any noise out of anything. But she went, she went oh, you know, it's like, really? Are you that depraved that you would think that of a, a necklace? Seriously. And then she said that I made the visit all about me, to which my mother was also aghast. I'm thinking, is she crazy? 
Seriously, Mike. This is this just <laughs> I can't believe, you know, here we are, two people, you know, uh, you know, different walks of life, different states, but we have the same problem. We got manipulated, exploited in a system that is known to be evil. And it's not just happening in one state, but it's happening all around the USA. And do you know that um, other countries have copied the USA system because it makes so much money? So you go to Australia, they're going to do you like this. You go to Canada, they're going to do you like this. Right. You go to, I don't know about Mexico. I haven't heard too many people say it about Mexico, but I know Australia, England, places in, you know, England, Canada, uh, places like that, they're going to do it. Now, when you start talking about Sweden, places like that, see, they have their stuff together in other areas too, like the economy as well. They're not buying into this whole fiat currency system and this whole debt slave thing that every time we pass a dollar, you know, it's a debt and we got to pay it back with interest. The taxpayers do. And they just keep growing the national debt to a point to where it won't ever be paid back. They're not even trying to pay it back. They use it as propaganda to, to manipulate the interest rate and the money supply. And they just print out this fiat currency, this fake money. Nothing is behind it. The real money is gold and silver, okay, and cryptocurrency. So that's the next thing that's going to hit people, okay? This is what they're trying to do now. This is the reason why this whole coronavirus thing came out. It's a global reset. They're trying to change the way we do everything, how way we spend money, the way we take care of ourselves through healthcare. Uh, this 5G thing, they want to make... Uh, driverless cars to where you know you don't even drive your own car anymore you know the government or somebody the federal reserve controls your money they're talking about a living wage to where everybody makes the same no matter what you know now this is all socialism okay this is what the democrats like you know and uh we got we got we got an election coming up so Listen, it, it, it's, it's just a lot more to it. Um, when I woke up one day and realized I was in this system, I was like, wow. You know, because there's just so many people that don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about what's going on. They don't do the research. They don't read books. They believe everything they see and hear on TV. I said, the people on TV are the ones doing this whole coronavirus charade. That's the reason why they're the ones on the only ones reporting those numbers. Okay. Trying to make you feel like, okay, let me tell you something. <laughs> this is what I told somebody today. If the coronavirus was going to get you, it would already got you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> whether, whether you wear a mask or not. I mean, trust me, it would have already got you. It, it's not, it's not, more people have died from the flu, okay, and influenza, okay, car accidents, yeah. okay, uh, homicides, 
than coronavirus. But did they stop the world and shut the world down and lock it down then? No. So that people think, use your head. Right. Sweden okay? did not shut down. Sweden Those kept going. They're not doing anything. Right. You don't need them. But if if that's what you got to do to go in and do business somewhere, then I understand. I mean, that's what you got to do to go buy food and all that. Sure, do it. But any other time, you're not going to see me with a mask on. No, yeah, I, I find it hard to breathe with this mask. I don't know if it's my heart attack from having that, but I can have it on. I just take mine off. I'm like, whatever. If somebody tells me to take it back on, I'm just like, make me, right? Make me put this back on. Well, I was in a store and I kind of slid the mask under my nose, you know, so I could breathe. And the one, I don't know, one of the workers came up and said, could you put your mask up? Oh, like, Lord. So we left. My, my friend and I, I just walked out. That's what I would have done. You know, as soon as somebody starts telling me what to do with my own health, see, this is the problem. We're losing our civil liberties and we're losing our constitutional rights. Okay, anytime somebody can come up to you and tell you that you have to do something and you don't have to really do it, but you have to do it in order to, uh, you know, do business with them, you're giving up your civil liberties. Just like on TV, they're trying to make it seem like people are not peacefully protesting. Like they try to say, oh, it's been 20 days straight in Portland, Oregon, where people have been rioting. That's bullshit. Okay. It might've been one little scrabble or something. And, and trust me, the people that's out there uh, trying to uh, protest for this stuff, they're not out there to start a fight. They're just out there to say, hey, look, you're taking away our constitutional rights. We don't want to wear no mask. But what they'll do is they'll go back on TV, put it on TV that there was riots and that somebody got shot and killed. It's all BS. Yeah. See, because you can't validate it unless you know somebody that was there that day. You believe what's on TV, and that's the problem. People believe what they hear on TV and the news. They just repeat it to the next person. Do you know back in June, they put out a statistic. They said COVID-19 had been mentioned 60 million times in the media. If you hear something, the same thing over and over again, you're going to start believing. Well, if, you're, if you're asleep and if you're in the matrix. But me? I never believed it from day one. I told people at work, they were like, oh, all these people dying from Corona. I said, those numbers are not correct. I said this back in May. I was telling right. people, I said, those numbers are not correct. They're not substantiated. I said, I mean, you're right. just going by what the news is saying, and those numbers are overblown. And what happened? They came back in June. Trump had a conference, and he said, not a lot of people are dying from this. Usually the ones that are dying already had some kind of other ailment. And this was just a part of it. But this itself is not killing people. He said that. He didn't start putting on a mask until like last month. You never would see him with one on. And they yeah. just do it just to be so people won't talk all about it. That's all. He, he don't believe it. And when he said he went to the hospital for the coronavirus, I just started laughing. Him and his wife. How in the hell are they gonna have coronavirus? Yeah, I have. I have no idea. It's like, you know. It's, but that's where we live. This is what we live in. It's, 
it's 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 supposed to be a capitalistic system, mm-hmm. okay? But really, it's socialism, okay? And it, it's it's headed toward communism, and right? That's when they control everything, like a living wage, pay everybody the same money, put a chip in your finger, or control your money. Uh, you know, take away your civil liberties. You can't do a cash transaction with nobody and buy things on your own. They have to know everything you're doing. See, it's it's people that want control over your lives that's doing this whole coronavirus thing. And right. I just can't get people to understand that. Think about it. If 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 it was that serious, you would already have it. Because you you haven't worn the mask the whole time. You know, there's gonna be times when you take it off and this and that. So how is how is it needed then if you can take it off? Right. And then you go to a restaurant, they got it, the waiters and waitresses got it on, but then they let you take it off to eat. And then you're I, touching everything. And yeah. I I went to a restaurant and my chair sense. was dirty. There was food on my chair. And I <laughs> like, okay, so I got a napkin and I kind of brought I brushed it aside, but I could still see it was sticky. So I just put the napkin down and I sat on that. So how clean are these places anyway? These, the people, the companies that buy into this, even the hospitals and everything, you notice the hospitals are saying, I heard a statistic today. We don't have a hospital, we don't have enough hospital beds. So we're sending people to the next state. That's straight up bullshit. You know why? If they didn't have enough, you go by a hospital right now, there ain't even no cars in the parking lot. So what they're doing is they're telling these people to diagnose everybody as coronavirus that comes in here, or you can't diagnose anybody at all. Now we'll let you do the real serious murders and wounds and 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 you know the real serious stuff and the stuff that was already there. We'll let y'all do that. But anything else. If it comes in, it has to be coronavirus or don't see anybody. So guess what they're doing? They're taking that money because they're they're getting stimulus too to do this. Right. Okay. They're getting just like the people are getting stimulus. The businesses have can go get this loan money that they're giving out. See, they're just printing up trillions of dollars of fiat currency because it's not real. They can just put, I don't know. A hundred billion dollars in a bank just by typing it into a computer system. A hundred billion dollars will be in Bank of America tomorrow morning. The Federal Reserve gives out the stimulus check. The government buys that money. We have to pay the interest back on it. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just, it's a bad system altogether. And and child support is right in there with it. It's it's even worse because. Um, too many people tend to think that's your problem and that's my problem. They don't have the problem Yet. simply because it's only me and you going through it. Yeah. But right. what they don't realize is it's going to affect them in some form or fashion too, some kind of way. Maybe a friend, a relative, somebody close is going through it or going to go through it. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be horrified. Yeah. And then you they're going to think, well, gee, this could happen. Yeah. And these employers are in on it with them. They know if they keep the gavel down on you and me 
and keep garnishing our checks and stuff like that, they can get money off of that too. Mm -hmm. You don't think they get any of that money? Man, please. It's pathetic. And these payroll processing companies, they get a cut of that money. So that's the only reason why they do it. That's why I think I think people should read your book, which is a simple guide to child support redemption. And where can people get it, Mike? Where can they find it? You can go to Amazon.com. Um, it is on Amazon, and uh, you can. I uh, one thing I did with this book is um, I put like a certification inside the book. Do you already have the copy that I sent you? I didn't get it yet. Okay, it's you, you'll get it this week. You'll get it this week. But um, I put a certification in there. I put a hundred test questions in the back of the book. Oh, good. So after, yeah. So after you answer those questions, you're basically a certified ch- uh, child support specialist. Because you, if you can answer those questions that I put in the back after reading the book, you'll know enough about this system to educate others about it. That's good. Yes. You know, so, I think when people get this paperwork in the mail, like they'll get a judge's order in the mail. And the first thing that you feel is you just get so much anxiety and fear. And I think people have to overcome that. I had to overcome that and say, oh, look, yeah. it's a, it's a no, piece of paper. And it's written to, to intimidate you. Right. Oh, and definitely. It could be one page, but they'll make it 10 pages. Right. Just so, because they were like, okay, so you're going to have to go get a lawyer to read this. But really, if you think about it, the people that wrote it are not very smart. So you can just skim through it. It's the same stuff over and over again. And they, and they try to write everything in caps and write it like, you know, um, you have to do this and have to do that. Man, I, t- I talked to a guy last week. I told him, I said, you're in a great position. Just don't go to court. I said, just don't go to court. Don't, don't, don't start going to court because once you do that, they got you. Yeah, don't feed said, the monster. Yeah, just pay your $100 a week, man, and, 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 go, and move on with your life, man, until your kids are 18 and then just move on with your life. I said, don't get in caught into that court system because nothing is going to be in your favor. You're okay right now. I said, but if you start going to court and paying lawyers and this and that, you're going to get behind. Right. And, the th- and that's what they want you to do. Exactly. And I know everyone's probably going to uh, hate me for saying this, but, you know, like when I say don't feed the monsters, I, I personally, knowing what I know now about all of this, I'd be afraid to have another baby. I'd, I'd feel sorry to bring a baby into this world. Oh, absolutely not. That is out of the question for anybody that I know or can talk to. It is just not a good time to bring a kid into this world. It's too, the system is is going through too much right now. And there's not enough things you can trust to be able to sincerely say to yourself, I'm giving this, this, this newborn baby a fair chance to make it in this world. You're not giving them a fair chance. If you <laughs> trying to raise somebody right now, trying to have a baby right now with the way things are, you're doing an injustice to that kid. I'm sorry, but. Yeah, I ha- I have to agree with you. And I just, uh, I mean, I have fears and worries over my own kids. Now I have to worry about them and yeah, hope I this mean, does not happen to them. Look at, how, look at how they've done the millennials. 
they 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 they've made it to where they're gonna have all this this college debt and these loans and stuff to pay back, you know. Right. And now you can go out and get a, a loan for school, they'll give you a couple of hundred thousand dollars because they're gonna follow you till you die until you pay that back. All right. Mm-hmm. But you can't go get a couple of hundred dollars and start a business, a couple of hundred thousand dollars and start a business, they're not gonna give it to you. Or you can't go get a couple of hundred thousand dollars to buy a house or nothing. They're not going to give it to you. See, that's what you would do being smart with that type of money. They're not going to let you do anything smart with it. They're going to tell you, okay, you go to college. College is designed to dumb you down. Okay. They're in it too. The universities too. They're in it to keep you dumb so that you'll go out in the system. You won't read books like ours. You'll just, uh, you basically train yourself to go and work for people and do what people tell you to do. Just like uh, wearing a mask is the easy way out. Oh, let's just do what they say do. All you got to do is do what they say do. There was a guy walking through Trader Joe's. (laughs) He was telling everybody, guys, you don't have to wear a mask. Look at me. I don't have one. I'm okay. This stuff is not going to kill you. They tricked you. This one lady went up to him and she was like, <laughs> you know, like, just like, like he was like saying something that really, you know, offended her. All he's telling her is that you don't have to wear these. You're, you're, you're caught up in this system that they got you in. If everybody would just take them off, we'd be okay. We could move on. They'd be like, well, people are not, uh, doing this hmm they must be watching youtube or something yeah yeah my my one friend was saying that they notice because people are wearing these masks that like the normal flu that people get right those rates are really low right right now because people are wearing the mask and they are washing their hands more and that's great and everything but i'm getting sick of it (laughs) Getting sick of it. We've been washing our hands the whole time, and uh, some people are going to take care of themselves no matter what, regardless if the government tells them to or not. I'm one of those people. I've always been washing my hands. My immune system is strong. I'm not a sickly type person. I'm not a hypochondriac. I don't go around thinking I'm sick all the time. That's why I know I'm not going to get it. I won't ever get it, and I'm not afraid of it. Let me tell you something. If uh, the good Lord has let me live this long, you know, 56 years on this planet, okay, doing what I've been doing, okay, no little funky ass coronavirus scare is going to do anything to me. Okay, it just can't. I'm, right. I'm too strong for it and I'm too smart for it. Yeah, it's, I it's just. Not, it's not going, I'm not afraid of it. If it could get me, let it get me. I'm not going to wear no damn mask. Right, right. Live I mean, your life, if, you know. If, if that thing is so strong, bring it on. Come on. Me and my immune system, we're ready. Bring it on. Yeah. I'm already washing my hands, eating good, eating, getting my rest, praying, you know, reading, relaxing. You know, that stuff is for people that worry all the time and that right. don't have their life together and it, it has done something wrong and they're afraid they're about to get paid back for something you know it's just a scare tactic that's all it is 
Yeah, I'm just sorry, yeah. I no heard doctors like reputable doctors come out and say, people really, this is the numbers from the CDC, Fausti, whatever his name is. These guys are all crooks. Yeah, sorry, I agree. They yeah. are. I mean, and I don't want to mess up your podcast and get you, <laughs> um, you know, messed up on YouTube or whatever. Were you going to pr pr produce this on YouTube? No, it was just gonna be audio. Oh, just audio. Okay, okay. Well, I don't want to get you in trouble and everything. I better refrain from making any more comments on this stuff. But if people want to know the real deal, let's talk in private. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, um, we're coming to an end anyway. Okay. So, but um, I'd like to have you on again. But. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, it was great having you on and Slam Thank the Cavill is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. I'm the author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption. And please join us again in the future for another exciting episode. And thank you, Mike Akins, for being on. I totally appreciate you coming on. Thank you. God bless you, Marianne. We appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, and I appreciate what you're doing as well. Thank you so much. Good night. All right.